0: Hello and welcome back to Never May Varsity. My name
1: is Colby. and You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains All One Word. My name is David Rivero. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O.
2: Hello, I'm Maverick. You can find me as always at Heartbreak two underscores Kid.
3: I'm Aaron. We have officially been here for a month,
2: hey. and
3: we have still not gotten kicked off the internet yet. I'm to cry. We are even gaining more international listeners, so you could call us the most famous podcast in the world. They really like us. They really like us. And you can find me on Twitter, at Aaron P. Friedman. Mama, I made
0: it. (laughs) We are back in our normally scheduled recording room. We're back home. Um, We are no longer disturbed by an outrageously loud piano or a weird dance class going on behind us. (laughs) (laughs) We are in our little secluded corner of this residence hall. And it's, it's it feels like
2: home. I'm going to warn you right now. I have the giggles. Like, I cannot stop laughing for no reason. It's been a good weekend. Like We've had a lot to be giggling about and be happy about. So Yeah, it's been a good one. Um, but first, let's talk about last week's trivia question.
3: Aaron? So last week's trivia question was, four strikeouts by one player in a baseball game is a golden sombrero. What is five strikeouts in a game? And the correct answer is a platinum sombrero. Congrats to Audrey Wells for getting the correct answer. First, you can find her on Twitter at Audrey Elise, spelled A-L-I-E-S-E. That's how you spell Audrey. <laughs> Thanks, Colby. That's how you spell Elise. You spell Audrey like you spell Audrey. Like
0: Hepburn. Um, and Matt, you'll be uh, maybe be able to give Audrey that firm handshake.
2: Um, she says she's trying to come up next week. I'd be happy to give that handshake. You know, it's about time. Somebody's been working hard to get these answers right, so... Yeah, look forward let's forward work to something out, Audrey. <laughs> look
0: forward to seeing you, Audrey. Um, so, yeah, anything else before we jump into our topics? Let's
2: I need, get it.
1: I need to hit up uh, trivia with y'all at some point. We don't have any. It's more really fun. Space her. I'll join another team. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> the team is full. Uh, but wow. yeah, let's talk about. Yesterday's football game, yesterday for us, um, Saturday, we played Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. And um, how'd that game go for us? Okay. Schmacked!
2: Hey. Hallelujah. <laughs> we got the dub! We got to win. And we're
3: going to play that sound nine more weeks in a row. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and we're going to the Rose Bowl. Obviously.
0: The Heels won 53-23. to 23. Um, Got a nice road victory. Feeling pretty good about it.
1: I uh, feel okay about it. I had no hard feelings toward Old Dominion, but their fans were Yo. acting like trash. <laughs> so I'm glad we put up 53 on them, and I wanted us to put up 80. They were <laughs> on one just we, to give them flashbacks. So our friends in the band were like
0: relaying to us um, what they were, what the fans were yelling at our band, and um, I don't think they appreciated that 80 to 20 wheelie really put on them. In 2013, in 2013, four years ago, they've been hurt for four years.
3: I Literally, just no know. one
0: who was in that band was a student at UNC. The North remembers,
2: and so they've yeah. been really upset with us.
3: I just want to know who hurt them.
2: We hurt them really badly. We did. And uh, I, I saw that they they saw that
1: they saw our, they saw our, our dual quarterback system, and they thought they'd go with a triple quarterback uh, thing going on. They didn't they start. They had three quarterbacks, correct?
3: Yeah, they, they did have started. Them. They had um, their back.
1: They started their backup. They started Jordan Hoy, oy, Hoy, Hoy,
3: Hoy, 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 Is he the backup if he starts?
1: That's a philosophical
3: question.
0: I don't know, but QBR was point
3: nine.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was to do with the shooting sleeve um, and the tattoos. Um Next, they yeah. brought out um Blake Larissa, yes, um, who actually had a QBR of seventy. He was four or six, Um but he had to. It wasn't a bad pick, but it was an interception. Mm. Um, and well, then, his QBR was seventy, but he only had six passes and yeah, <laughs> sixty-eight yards. And then they brought out their true freshman Steven Williams, who had a QBR of sixteen point seven. But honestly, it felt, actually looked like the better. better quarterback. Yeah, he
1: actually moved their offense a lot better. He scored two touchdowns and had one hundred and thirty-nine yards. Um, but let's talk about our friend Chaz. Our friend Chaz, he's growing up before our eyes, guys. <laughs> he's growing. Our little boy's growing up. He had 257 yards. Yeah.
2: QBR 93.9. He, he ran for a touchdown. He passed for a touchdown. I mean He ran for a couple, didn't he? I believe so, actually. He ran for two, yeah. Two touchdowns. But you uh, know what the best part is? We didn't have to lean on our passing game. No, we really didn't because
1: our rushing our, our running game was phenomenal.
3: Jordan
2: okay. Brown. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have, say have yourself a day, kid.
3: I'd say we played, we played so well it looked like we were playing an opponent like Old Dominion. <laughs> you could say that.
0: See, now I'm running great to podcast. It's more entertaining when we lose. <laughs> Cause right now
2: we're, we, actually we don't know are, what to do with ourselves because we, can't, we actually won a game.
1: We can't crap all over our own team and you uh, do a self-deprecating humor.
2: Hey, we did have some problems, though. I mean, there were it, some problems. There's still a lot of issues with the secondary Uh, in our passing game I mean run defense still looks like it's getting better week by week but our second there there was just a lot of missed coverages and uh, I saw some stat where we've given up at least like 150 yard or more pass play every game I think we've given up two every
1: game so far Mm -hmm. Or
2: or at least we've averaged two every game yeah which is I think
1: we gave up eight total last year and I think we already have six yeah, I don't know if that stats correct, but it's close. It's in the ballpark.
0: But going into apparently hostile territory
1: <laughs> in Norfolk, Virginia. Is it, it really hostile? The- is it really is it really hostile? It's a high school
2: football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth smallest FBS stadium.
1: Oh god.
2: Yeah, um
1: but Michael Carter with a pair of touchdowns, Jordan Brown with a pair of touchdowns, Chaz Surratt with a pair of touchdowns, and also a um and uh, I just lost my train of thought. Holy crap! Uh, with a throwing touchdown, he threw one at uh, Austin Pearl.
2: No, offensively we did fine, despite the injuries we had. Uh, Thomas Jackson got injured. Uh, they said that Brandon Fritz didn't play. He didn't travel up there. Like we had a lot of people get injured during the game. So, given all the losses we had of per- player, like personnel, we did fine. I think. But I think that's going to hurt us going down the season if we can't get our players healthy. One thing that did concern me
0: is time of possession. Um, the time of possession was very even. It was 50-50, which is actually uncommon for UNC. Um, we normally get um, destroyed in time of possession just because we go so fast. Yeah. But I wonder if that's going to hurt us going down the line. It hurt us in a sense where we got the ball with about six and a half minutes left. And if I had my way, we would not have given the ball back. Um, but we ran three, pay, three plays in like 40 seconds and punted the ball away. Had we taken our time on that drive, it would have been at least a minute and a half off the clock. And I'm worried that's going to come back to bite us at some point.
1: Yeah, I can see the the problem with that. I don't know. I mean, I think with the just the fact that we were kind of cruising by that point, that they weren't too worried about it. Yeah, yeah but I still like to see – I want to see some good clock management,
2: that's especially where see, in these types of games. That's where we. Re- I think we really do have to take it back. At the same time, as great as the win it was for us and finally getting our first win, there, I don't really consider this a competitive game after what I saw on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were still a lot of mistakes made, and in times where we're going to be in competitive situations – those are the mistakes that are really going to cost us valuable points, valuable time, uh, and potentially more wins on our schedule. So we really have to keep getting better every week and start fixing those problems. So I, I'm glad we got this win, but we still have a lot to work on. It's great for confidence. It is. No, we definitely needed this confidence. The fact
1: wise. that we scheduled Louisville like at the beginning of our season was a little bit of a rough start. And then, I mean, Cal's – we should have won against Cal, but that's also, like – I feel like a lot of schools schedule kind of pick-me-up games, like confidence boosters at the beginning of their season. And we schedule, like, real opponents. Yeah. I um, mean, granted, we should have won against Cal, and I think we had a shot against Louisville. But right. this was, like, our – this was our confidence booster game. I feel like it just came a little late. Um, this would have been nice – it would have been a nice opportunity to figure out the whole QB situation if we didn't have to worry about getting smashed. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A um, lot less pressure. But also, I don't make the schedules or run a football team. So.
2: <laughs> so is it safe to say that Chas Surratt is our quarterback and that the QB competition is over?
3: We still have not seen Nathan Elliott or Manny Miles. <laughs> so I Yo, think we, it did is Manny miles. Than- we did
1: yeah, see Manny Miles. Yeah, Manny Miles scored that <laughs> two-point conversion. <laughs> you did score that two-point conversion.
3: That two-point conversion was very impressive.
2: It was. It really was. I've I was never, shocked. <laughs> like they they actually like hiked the ball, and I was like, wait a second, they're actually doing this. I've never seen this before. And <laughs> he just ran it right in. That was great.
1: Also, shout out to Carl Tucker.
2: Yeah. Carl Tucker, Tucker had himself a game. 79 yards. Yeah. I swear. We have really great tight ends, but we don't use them as much. They're basically just another wide receiver out there in the field. I know we use it a lot in our running games as blocking tight ends, but let them go grab a ball because they've been he, showing out in these last few games. He pulled one down in triple coverage. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's 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 impressive. Like our tight ends have been more consistent in catching as the between Carl Tucker and Brandon Fritz than some of the wide that's, receiving
1: core. That's a duo right there. Yeah. Brandon Fritz and Carl Tucker. That's a that's a talented group of tight ends, at least on the catching side of things. Mm-hmm. We should be tearing up the field with those guys. And also, I don't know who substituted in for Andre Smith because he was hurt and didn't make the trip. I believe it was Jonathan Smith, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. I couldn't be able to tell you for sure. We're a professional podcast, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, but he did a good job, I think. Yeah, one defense was fine. I think the front seven did pretty Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And that offensive line was making, like, eight-yard holes for the running backs. Yeah,
0: for a... I was honestly worried about the offensive line coming into this game with how many injuries we have up there, and ODU apparently having the the most sacks in FBS um, going into that game. Um, We held up pretty well. Do we know
3: how many sacks we
0: gave up? Looking.
1: (laughs) Pending. No, I know uh, just off of memory, I know a couple of those were Chaz's fault. Like he kind of evaded pressure into more pressure. Or jump forward into pressure, yeah. or maybe I'm getting him confused with Cam Newton. It's kind of all blurring together.
2: There were just there were a lot of quarterback design runs that just the pocket ended up breaking down, and there wasn't a whole lot of yardage gained from it. And so, is it on Chaz? Is it on the line? I mean, I feel like it's just a perfect storm.
1: I mean, he had that one where he broke a TD run, yeah, with some just awful, <laughs> awful blocking, and he just kind of. I'm trying to remember the play specifically. He he stiff armed somebody, ran to the outside, looked like he was going out of bounds, and said nah, <laughs> and then bounced into the end zone after getting wrecked. <laughs> but he made it. That's the kind of that's the kind of versatility that Chaz brings to the table. I feel like Brandon kind of tries to power his way through, where he's whereas uh, Chaz is more of like a finesse runner. Ultimately, he had one sack. One sack. Wow, pretty good. I did get him confused with Cam. Then I'm just it's all blurring together. <laughs>
3: I think maybe I'm underselling us a bit after this game. I'd say after this game, it's safe to assume that we are a lock to be at least number four in the playoffs. Maybe a fringe for number one.
1: <laughs> I, I think we definitely have a football team. I'm just worried about this defense. You want to know why I'm worried about this defense? No. Because we got Duke coming into town. We do have Duke coming, and their offense now. is no joke. They're their really offense balanced.
3: is no joke, but they've played all of nobody.
1: I agree, but when you get when you allow a team to build when a team is building confidence and they beat Baylor, which is granted Baylor's down right now, but they're still a power five team that I has swear respect. Where'd you say the M word? I'm not going to say momentum. I wasn't going to say momentum, but now I'm going <laughs> to say momentum. Duke has a lot of momentum <laughs> leading into this game. Um no but they they built up confidence they beat Baylor, which is a while they 're down this year they have a lot they have a certain like they're one of those teams in football that have like a like an aura around their program now it's a bad aura <laughs> because that program Real is bad. trash and needs to go away but still it's it, based on history it's a it's a program with a with a big name to it so Baylor had. They really shot themselves in the foot in this game.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, 11 penalties, um, 100 yards, giving up on penalties. Um, One fumble, lost three interceptions thrown. Um, I honestly didn't watch the game that much, but you got to take care of the ball better than Mm -hmm. three interceptions. So I'm not sure how much this was a stifling Duke Blue Devils defense or a A
1: struggling offense.
2: A struggling struggling team team overall. overall.
1: Either way, I think it's going to be a battle.
2: Right now, it has their two point favorite. They just released the line. Uh, it's, I mean, it's also the thing with the rivalry game where you really throw out like the records and stuff and previous games out the window because when it comes to playing your rival, you're going to everyone's going to bring up their talent and bring up their level of play. Uh, I think we do. Uh, we're not completely out of it, but I'm ready. I want to bring the bell back. We have a chance. Last, I w- last year really hurt. Yeah. I was there. I was at Duke. Maverick was hurting. He was hurting that game. 24 hours prior, I was in the hospital getting uh, diagnosed with a kidney stone. Then to go to the game, that was a fun time. Not
0: only that, he didn't tell us why he was in the hospital. So all of us are freaking out trying
2: to figure out if Matt's going to die or not. (laughs)
3: His (laughs) luck ran out.
2: (laughs) I'm alive. I'm well. But I said that night, if it was between losing to Duke and getting a kidney stone, I'd take the kidney stone. I'm just saying a text would have been And you nice. got both. Mm-hmm. And I had both, <laughs> You had both. Congratulations. So I'm ready to bring the victory bell back. We need to bring it back. We have plenty of talent. We're going to be fine. You know, the thing with us is we haven't had as much turnover problems. Mm-hmm. Last week. We didn't have, if I'm not mistaken, we did not have an offensive turnover. We did have the yeah. the muff punt uh, Huh. That that wasn't that wasn't was Austin's fault. But that otherwise, is, like we've yeah. been good with ball security, especially under Chaz. Uh, so if we we just got to come out ready to play.
3: According to ESPN, we have a fifty-two point five percent per percent. <laughs> <chance>. <laughs> we have a fifty-two point five percent chance of victory.
2: Hmm. I mean, it's close. It's really a toss-up.
3: But this gives us a 0% chance of winning out, so I'd say that this is very underselling us.
2: Um, So Duke
0: had two running backs um, with 18 carries each. Um, Sean Wilson had 176 yards, averaging 9.8 yards a carry. Um, Two touchdowns. Britton Brown, um, 18 yards, 86 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. Hmm. So...
1: It's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting.
0: You ready for a shootout?
1: I'm ready for I would <laughs> love a shootout. I'd love a shootout instead of seeing either a beatdown or just whatever I watch when, during the Louisville game where <laughs> <laughs> they put up 705 yards. I'll take a shootout over that. I really want the bell back. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I want the bell back. But you know what we do have? We have a banner. <laughs> so, yeah. Bell! I want the bell! I oh, want the bell so bad. <laughs> no, nothing can ever touch my 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 like love for the, the UNC, natty, no matter what. That natty, they'll be like, we got the bell, but I was like, but that natty though. <laughs> we won the ACC tournament, but that natty though.
0: <laughs> All right, y'all ready to move on from football? Are we moving on from football? Just yes. from
2: one league to another. Yeah, we're moving on. Well, oh, actually, no. no, no, it's time for. Oh,
0: no. The worst part of the week. So, excuse
2: happens. you.
1: <laughs> I'm pulling up the stopwatch. Oh, here we go!
0: You didn't
3: even tell them what we're getting into for
2: Aaron. Oh, they know baseball corner. Aaron's baseball corner.
3: It's lit. This is where I turn we'll off light, light my
2: candle and. <laughs> like I said, if y'all need to take a bathroom break or anything, you know, need a nice little. Midway break Here's your chance Or you
3: know You could just like Pause the podcast And then get back For the best part I thought this was a good time To bring up this question But
1: from Noah Peeper On uh, Not Instagram Wow On Twitter uh, He asked you to Discuss The Indians losing streak Go So I'll let you do that
0: um, And I will give you A minute 45 seconds Can you do it? I can do it A minute and 45 To talk about However much baseball you want
1: This unbelievable Indians losing streak Go. I think they won yesterday. Go.
3: All right, Noah, we are not on a losing streak anymore. We won today. You are fake. You're my big, and I love you, but you are fake. Do not talk crap about the Indians. We won the division. We're going to win the World Series. We have Corey Kluber, who's going to win the Cy Young. We have Jose Ramirez, who's going to win the MVP. We have Terry Francona, who's going to win Manager of the Year. We have the best team in baseball. It's undeniable. And also, our win streak was 22 games long lasted 22 games, which for those non-believers, it is the longest of all time. Do not listen to those who say it was the 1916 New York Giants because... It was the 1916 New no, York No, that is Giants fake news. Wins. They had a tie. They had a tie during that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wish I was that popular. <laughs> wow. They had a tie during that one. streak. Is that your, that is that your girl? They had a tie during <laughs> that win streak. And... That win streak does not, that's longest without losing streak. That does not count. The Indian streak is the longest continuous winning streak of all time. I've rattled him. (laughs) How much time do I have?
1: 45
0: seconds. Actually, 30.
3: (laughs) The Indians are going to win the World Series. I mean, I think it's clear.
1: I got into his head.
3: He's rattled. (laughs)
0: Got anything else?
3: Tribe's gonna win it all.
2: <laughs>
0: I think that's a no. <laughs> He's speechless. <laughs> oh my goodness! No more of that. <laughs> 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 that was the best section <laughs> that could have ever happened. Happened on this podcast.
2: Let's talk NFL. Let's. uh Matt, so you want to go first this week? Yes, I'm happy to report that my Tennessee Titans got their first win of the season. We beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. 37 to 16. Uh, we had a really great overall performance in all three phases of the game. Marcus Mariota had a wonderful game. De- today was Derrick Henry's turn to have a great running performance. DeMarco Murray had some issues, uh, with an injury. He had a tight hamstring. It was a hammy. He had, oh, that dear old hammy. Uh, defense did really well. Brian Arapo had a strip sack. Uh, Adoree Jackson played really well. Um, uh, it was just a great overall game we scored a lot of points it was our it's a win in our division and we're well on our way to an AFC South title this year yeah. since 2008
1: i so in the twitter poll i picked the jaguars to win based off of the fact that their defense did so well but i forgot that their quarterback was Blake Bortles
2: and you also <laughs> forgot that the defense or the offense they played was the texans offense yeah <laughs> sample size Port-
1: one how is Blake Bortles a starting quarterback how is Mike Glennon a starting quarterback in this league what <laughs> i'm tired of this how is Scott Tinson a <laughs> starting quarterback in this league oh my god just on the, i hate to go on a tangent but when i was i was at i was unfortunately at NC State uh yesterday um for family weekend i'm sorry <laughs> with my or for my brother had a good time but surrounded by red and army territory not fun, Um, but we were at the game, and they put up a graphic that had the four starting quarterbacks from NC State, quote-unquote, and it said QBU, as in quarterback university, because of their four starting quarterbacks in Mike Lennon, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, and allegedly... (laughs) Russell Wilson. So I've been told Russell Wilson. (laughs) So I've been told. I'm pretty sure he's a badger, though.
2: I'll give them Phil Rivers. He's also a member of the Asheville Tourists. Before he went to Wisconsin. After he got cut (laughs) from state. (laughs) Moving on. Um,
1: It just... I'm going to say that list one more time. Jacoby Brissett, Mike Glennon, who's a toothpick that can throw... (laughs) (laughs) A draft that can hold a football. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson and Phillip Rivers. Like, I don't count Russell Wilson because he transferred to Wisconsin. Phillip Rivers is a good quarterback, but he's getting old. That Not that that has anything to do with it, but, you know. And then Jacoby Brissett, who's starting out of pure necessity, not because he's so talented that he's starting over Andrew Luck. And Mike Lennon, who I need not say more about. Go Mitch Trubisky. You'll be starting by week five. I feel so bad for Philip Rivers. Like so bad. Why? There
0: are three constants in life. Death, Texas, and the Chargers being down three <laughs> <laughs> or the minute left and no timeouts and eighty yards to go down the field. <laughs> it never fails every week. It happened last week and this week.
1: <laughs> that poor man. But sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent about the, after after talking about the Titans, but I just had to get that off my chest.
2: No. So the Titans won, and y'all definitely got your victory as well. So congratulations. Mm,
3: if you want uh, to like
1: call it that. I wouldn't say congratulations. It was... <laughs> Is there like a less excited version of that noise? <laughs> what, instead
2: of winning, you didn't lose?
1: <laughs> Yay. We scored nine points. <laughs> Three field goals, yeah. No, that was... Probably one of the most anemic, not I won't say most anemic performances I've ever seen because I've seen some pretty bad offensive showings in football overall. But for the Panthers, we, just to give you all a scope, we were first or we were first in goal at the one yard line and didn't score a touchdown. I had the pleasure of not being
0: able to watch this game because I was doing field hockey band, uh, but I was keeping up with it on my phone. And every so often I would look over and be like, oh,
1: still 6-0, okay. (laughs) It was because we had had a drop touchdown in the end zone, which was not Kelvin's fault because he got nailed and he dropped the ball. That's fine. Kicked the field goal. But then for some – like our offense just got stifled and couldn't make it to like field goal range. And then when we would get in field goal range, I think the one time that we got in field goal range after that point, we – let Cam Newton get sacked twice in a row, and then we were out of field goal range. But Buffalo's defense isn't bad. No, They're like I, I don't want to say this was all Carolina being bad on offense. I saw a stat that said that Matt Khalil allowed seven pressures, and the whole other read the rest of the Carolina offense allowed one. <laughs> if you want to know how uh, Matt Khalil is doing in Carolina, with the backup center Tyro Larson played very well. Yeah, he did. But I'm. We need to do better if we're going to do. If we're going to be playing better teams, we need to be doing... This defense, solid. Real, Real as hell. We got Julius Peppers gotten two sacks. Welcome back. I'm so happy to have Julius Peppers back I in Carolina. I never said
0: anything bad about you while you were gone. Never, ever.
1: Not a one. And Garrett Reedling definitely <laughs> didn't trash your name when you left Carolina. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I never called you a traitor. No. <laughs> um... But, yeah, I mean, just relief. I don't know if you got to watch the last drive of the game, but...
0: I did not. Um, I was watching it very scared at the game tracker they, on my
1: phone. We got really lucky, man. <laughs> we, what happened was they had the ball with, I think, around two minutes left, and they drove all the way down to, like, the 30 or the 40, and we were up by two field goals. And they had a man wide open... In like about at the two yard line, and if he would have caught it, he would have fallen into the end zone, but he just dropped it and that was it, that was at fourth and ten. And he just dropped it and that was it. So we got lucky. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. So to say that I feel good about this game is not accurate. But we allowed sixty nine yards rushing. Cam looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket. Which is good. Even with the pressure coming at him and him getting sacked. He did get hurt briefly, and unfortunately. Greg Olson broke his foot, which is really unfortunate and sad. And that's a huge hit to our offense. But we need to find a way to use Christian McCaffrey more effectively, especially now that Greg Olson is hurt because right now Mike Shula is not using Christian McCaffrey the way that he needs to be used. The way that he does need to be used is the way we used him correctly once, and that's where Kelvin Benjamin set a pick on one of the linebackers. Christian McCaffrey ran a wheel route and we just tossed it up to him, and he went up like a receiver and caught it for like twenty yards. Yeah, and I was like, "That's how you use Christian McCaffrey, Mike Shula." But um, nevertheless, we're two and zero. Yeah, so I can two only complain o. so much. And we got a really good matchup against the Saints, um, and hopefully that's a that hopefully that'll be a confidence booster for our offense because yeah. their defense is booty booty. <laughs> um, Aaron, how the Browns do? We had a moral victory. <laughs> Another one. Oh, y'all are racking wow, up those moral victories. That's victory. really
2: interesting.
3: I mean, Deshaun Kaiser did have to leave the game with a migraine. With a migraine, somehow he made it back in the game. Kevin Hogan looked really good when he was gone. When Kaiser was gone, Kaiser was not great. He was fifteen and thirty-one with one hundred eighty-two yards and three picks, no touchdowns. But he was also playing with a migraine. Hogan, though, he was 5 of 11 for 118 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And, I mean, obviously you still have to start Kaiser, but now you know that you've got a backup in case he's hurt. Our running backs did not look great, and Duke Johnson likely broke his – was it Duke Johnson that got hurt? Somebody got hurt. I think Duke Johnson got hurt and Corey Coleman got hurt. But that'll just, that'll just make 14-2 look even better. One thing sorry, one thing I did forget, Cam Newton did
1: get sacked six times officially, and that was not good to see. Not good. Uh the Titans have next week.
2: We are taking on the Seahawks, so that'll be quite a game to watch. I Do you think you'll win? I'm not It's been a while Seahawks Seahawks since we have went up against the L O B, so I'm anxious to see how it will play. I think we'll have a chance. Because, they, I mean, they've been depleted as of lately. They haven't seemed to play with their same vigor. But we'll see what happens. I didn't get a chance to watch. Oh, okay. They um,
0: they held off the Niners. So Seahawks um, beat the Niners 12-9. Oh,
1: man, that's just a barn burner, just like the Panthers game.
3: <laughs> Correction, Duke Johnson did not get hurt, but Corey Coleman did likely break his hand. So he is going to be missing significant time for the second season in a row. Um...
1: We have the Saints. We do have the Saints.
0: I feel pretty good
1: about that. I also feel good. This defense has proven time and time again that it's a cornerstone of this franchise. Mm-hmm. James Bradbury has stepped up in a big way. He's looking phenomenal at the corner spot. Um, Daryl Worley got targeted a little bit uh, at the end of the game, but uh, like he played a great three and a half quarters, and then they just started realizing that he likes to play a little bit off the receiver, than more off the receiver than James Bradbury, and so they were kind of a bit him. more of a gambler. Yeah, so I mean, he didn't do bad, but I mean, mm-hmm. he's uh, having those two definitely helps a lot. I thought we were gonna be struggling at cornerback for a long time after we lost Josh Norman, but those two are proving all the doubters wrong, and <laughs> they actually end up being a solid duo. Um, also, just a side note: the Panthers are currently
0: leading the NFC South.
1: Yeah, two and zero. Oh.
0: Because
2: the Falcons haven't played yet. <laughs> According to my search, the Titans are first in the AFC South, so it's a real barn burner there. With where are the, the, where are the, Browns? the Texans, the Jags, and the Colts.
3: Where are the Browns? We're gonna get a win next week. We play the Colts.
2: <laughs> oh. You say that,
1: but I don't know. They got a quarterback at a QBU out there. You know, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Colts are real bad. Congratulations on your win next week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All, All right. right, moving on.
1: Let's talk a little Star Wars. I know everyone loves that. <laughs> some people, <laughs> I said this last time we talked about Star Wars, some people went, Hell yeah! And some people were like,
2: Skip the power of the dark side.
1: You so. know, but you know what I know? That we have a new director for episode nine. Uh, oh
2: my gosh, we do. Episode nine. Yes, it is. For episode nine, they actually got J.J. Abrams to come back and finish out the trilogy. I'm really excited to hear about that. It was formerly uh, Colin Trevorrow uh, who did the new Jurassic Part Jurassic World movie. Uh, there seemed to be some differences between Trevorrow and the Lucasfilm uh, head of executives, Kathleen Kennedy included, and so they kicked him out, or have he y'all left. S- have mm-hmm. y'all
0: seen Jurassic World?
2: I have
1: seen it. Yes. I have not. How would you feel about it? Uh, you can't run that long in heels. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: That's the one thing that bothered me the entire movie.
2: It was... I mean, the big thing that people were saying is that it, quote-unquote, revitalized the Jurassic World series, but, I mean, it, it made money at the box office that did that job. I thought it was fine. I too. thought yeah, it was fine, It too. wasn't... I don't think it... It was terrible by any means. It wasn't Jurassic Park, but, like... uh, It was was better than both Jurassic
1: Park 2 and Jurassic Park 3, so I will take it. I agree with that. (laughs) It is second on my list of Jurassic Park. You know, I enjoy Jurassic Park 3 for the novelty of it, but, like, nothing beats Jurassic... The original Jurassic Park for, like, being a cool science fiction movie while
2: also being a horror movie. It's phenomenal. But from day one, people were questioning is Colin Jabara the right kind of director to come in and do a film such as Star Wars? It's really kind of finding the right kind of person to get, capture the essence that they're really trying to create with these films. Uh, and especially after all the other issues they've had with other directors and other Star Wars films, I feel like they're really trying to make more of a safe pick in getting someone who's, who's going to deliver, and who is going to deliver more than someone like J.J. Abrams, who produced the number three grossing film of all time in episode seven. Uh, The Force Awakens, he's already been working with these storylines, these characters. He had a a big hand creating these characters. And so if anyone's going to be able to bring this series home, this trilogy home, it's going to be J.J., in my opinion.
1: There's apparently a petition online to have J.J. Abrams fired from uh, uh, directing Episode Nine, Based solely off the fact that Star Wars fans are extremely whiny and... So, like to complain about how episode seven was a ripoff of episode
2: four. (sighs) I understand their concerns, but if you, if people do not think that they have not one, heard these criticisms, and that two, they're not going to apply this going forward, then I feel like they're kind of naive in that aspect. If JJ has heard these, what people have been saying about episode seven, and there's no way to create a carbon copy of episode six and episode nine, because we have these new characters. We have a new storyline. We have so many new things introduced into the Star Wars universe. There's no way.
1: That was the point of episode
2: seven. It was to bring people back. To into revitalize the, the
1: franchise. Yes. And you know what it did?
2: It Revitalize the franchise.
1: It worked. I Bigly.
0: I don't think I, I've told my, my personal Star Wars story, my personal testimonial. <laughs> um, so before episode seven... Um, I had never seen a Star Wars movie.
1: Really? Yeah, I didn't know this. Never ever.
0: Yeah. So wow, I, I just started. I, I all my friends are going to go see Episode Seven. I was like, I don't want to be left out. <laughs> so I, I watched four, five, six, um, then one, two, three, and I was like, This
1: is amazing. <laughs> so it worked. It's amazing. You didn't have the star, like you didn't have the like nostalgia factor for it. Not uh, at and all. And you still that's amazing. Yeah. See, I like hearing that stuff.
3: <laughs> I think that like. Yes, episode 7 was a little too similar to episode 4, but I thought it was good and I don't think it's time to hit the panic button yet until we see episode 8. And if the big reveal is who Snoke turns out to be, then maybe we can hit the panic button and say that they're just doing the same thing all over again. It's Jar Jar.
2: Don't you dare.
3: I would go see that movie 20
1: million times. (laughs) I would pay whatever I needed to if Snoke was Jar Jar. But, <laughs> Jar Jar is a Sith Lord.
3: Book it. <sighs> but, until we reach that point. See,
1: hold on. This is what it feels like for one, to hear you talk about the Indians all the time.
3: <laughs> <sighs> but, <laughs> until we reach that point, I don't think that there is any need to panic.
2: No, I don't think so. And I think also the thing is people, that J.J. wasn't people's necessarily first option. From what I've heard from other news outlets and people who have covered this story, that Ryan Johnson has even without seeing Episode Eight was the the forerunner for getting Episode Nine, because the whole thing with Episode Seven there were some reshoots. Rogue One there were some reshoots. Han Solo we had the complete overhaul of directors and now losing Colin Trevorrow.
1: That I've hit the part that that I've hit the panic button on that Han Solo. Uh- Spin spinoff movie.
2: What have we heard about episode eight having issues? I haven't heard anything. And so that's what people were saying. Like, obviously, that they're taking it as a telltale sign that Ryan Johnson has a really great film coming for us in December and that they want him to finish out the series. But uh, he was interviewed in Japan, and he said that it was never in his plan to do it. Uh, they had never planned to, between him and Lucasfilm, whether that's true or not, he said that that was not their plan to bring him back. Uh, and so people might be upset with that but I think JJ is the right choice at this point
1: I'm going into this one blind because last time for The Force Awakens I watched every trailer at least 20 times Mm -hmm. because of just pure hype because I was so excited to hear that Star Wars was getting brought back like episode 7 was finally happening and it was like a cultural phenomenon I feel like so for this one I feel like without that hype I'm going in I haven't I watched the first trailer like the teaser trailer, but if they come out, I don't know if they're coming out with any more trailers before it comes out. But I'm not watching anything. Yeah, I'm watch going the in first theatrical trailer. Yeah, invested.
0: I w- watched.
3: I, w- I went in blind to episode seven. I went in blind to Rogue One, and I'm going to go blind into this one. And I think it significantly enhances the experience because even in something like Star Wars, where they're intentionally vague with their trailers and their teasers, still, like I like going in not knowing what to expect. I did, go and, in. oh, sorry, go ahead just a little tangent of what you guys were talking about before i think that it does kind of have me nervous that they're using different directors for the main seer, the main storyline movies because i'm worried that we're going to get a significantly different feel from 7 to 8 and 8 to 9 well there harry a, potter did it well no there's well, but it. that yes harry potter did it but they also stayed with the same one after they switched
1: there was a there's a they didn't feel. go back
3: and forth they when they switched between uh, book 2 and 3 they they might have switched again but they stayed with the same major they stayed with the same artistic vision fair there was a difference between there was
1: a very tonal shift between episode 4 and episode 5 also
2: so when urban Kirshner directed it yes so i don't think it's a completely alarum question ryan johnson actually helped consult a few scenes in episode 7 i mean they've talked to each other they're not they're going to help each other out in terms of their films. They're not just going to leave them out to dry. They're going to work together. They're going to make a coherent story, and they're going to bring the best story they can for Star Wars. Fans I, I'm
1: opinion. convinced that they have like they already have the base story. Yeah. They have to have like the base story figured out. They have the events that they want to have. So I feel like there's not going to be anything that they can do in eight that would – there's not that anything that one director can do that would uh, impede another director from doing what they want to do in another movie. So
0: I want to move on to the writing credit. Um, yeah, so it was right. also announced that J.J. Abrams will be co-writing the movie with Chris Terrio. Uh, Chris Terrio wrote, co-wrote the screenplay um, of Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice with Zack Snyder. He also helped out on Man of Steel um, and Justice League, which is concerning. But um, by himself, he wrote Argo, which um, was a really yeah. solid screenplay. I saw it, yeah. Um,
1: also, did I accidentally say James Gunn at the beginning of this section? I might have accidentally said James Gunn. I don't know what's paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to what I was saying either, obviously. <laughs> if
2: I um, but yeah, Chris Terrio was co-writing with J.J. J. Abrams. So. Uh, it says co-writing, but this is J.J.'s ship. He's going to steer it. That dude might just yeah. be his first man, but it's J.J.'s show. I but like, going back off what you oh, sorry, said, god. let's have a lightning round. In your god opinion, who is Snoke? <laughs> Someone we haven't met yet. I was about
1: to say, can can it be somebody that we haven't met yet?
2: I mean, a lot of people are are starting to believe, me, myself as well, is that Snoke is just Snoke. Snoke, He's a completely new character. I agree. And I'm fine with that.
3: But I would also like it if he was Mace Windu. I think that would be pretty (laughs) cool.
2: Mine, what my mind and, and what logically it's telling me, he's a completely new character. What my heart tells me is that he really needs to be Darth Plagueis, the wise.
3: Yes, I would agree. I think that that is what I want him to be but also it's not realistic to expect him to be someone that's not a completely new character.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just the whole thing was like I feel like if they were would be able to connect him to something that was brought up in the, just very briefly in the prequels in episode 3, it would give so much legitimacy to that one single moment and to the prequels as a whole. You know, telling that one story cuz not only does that not reveal some of the origin story that people didn't really know about Palpatine, but it's giving us a whole new big bad that we can look forward to later on if he were to actually be alive still and could, you know, cause some damage in the universe.
3: Tangent here, but I think that Palpatine would be an amazing standalone film because even though we know a lot about his his life from what is canon and what was canon, I think I think that. <laughs> I think that Having a film about him before we see who he really is in episode three would be pretty cool. I
1: would like a dark, Ma- a dark mall, Darth Mall, uh, standalone movie. Although they did already explore that in the the Clone Wars. Why don't we just make
3: a Star Wars Rebels? Star Wars as well. Rebels yeah. Why don't we just make a standalone film for every character in the whole universe? <laughs> I mean, I mean we Disney. have all
1: the time in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm I'm sure we could talk about Star Wars. Oh yeah, literally for hours, which we will. Um, probably When episode 8 comes out We're probably going to de- have a dedicated episode Yeah I would like that um, To episode 8 um, We need to move on to not As to not alienate <laughs> Everybody <laughs> listening to this podcast Every single person um, So let's move on to our Twitter questions Our first one comes from Our dude who has had five straight Twitter questions asked um, From Timmy Turner at Turner Metlicott. What are our favorite TV shows Right now and of all time I definitely have mine. If you want me to go first, if y'all want to think about it for a while,
3: does right now versus all time mean like right now is not something it's that something we are watching. or okay? Well,
1: we're like, just
2: finished watching. Okay. Do you want to do like a top three now and a top three all time? I don't know
1: if I can come up with three. That's all I came up. I know what I'm going to say for my have now and all
2: time. Unlike the movies and the songs, the bad songs and whatnot, I have plenty of good stuff that I listen to because, like I said, I'm a quality person, a high quality person. High Please, quality. Maverick. HQ.
1: Remember what you said, Jesus.
0: Um, so my favorite show that I'm watching right now, um, is something I just started American Gods on stars. Have y'all heard of it? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Have you? I have actually not heard of it. So, um, it was a book by Neil Gaiman. Um, pretty much the concept is imagine that every God from every mythology is real.
1: I'm into this so much. It's
0: just like (laughs) walking around.
3: This interests me.
1: Yeah, as someone really who read good. the Percy Jackson series, like every single
3: book, that's next up on my list after I finish rereading *Pendragon*. Really? I'm oh, on book eight so of *Pendragon*. Right I read now. that
2: in like sixth grade. I man. did too. That was a really great series. As did someone, you ever read
3: the second series? Yes, the, that the one, series after yes. *I thought that one was even I better*. Loved *Heroes of Olympus*. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, *American Gods* is really, really good. Um, I'm really into it. I'm. S- Four episodes into the eight episode season, so I'm halfway through, um, and I'm really digging it so far. Um, favorite TV show of all time: Undefeated Champ, um, Avatar: The Last Airbender.
1: That's a good one. I love this show. That's so a good much. one. I am even, not- the <laughs> even the filler,
3: even, even the, the filler, even the filler. Appa's lost days, amazing <sighs> episode. So God. sad. Tales of Bossing, say amazing episode. Also so sad. Amazing. Also a good
0: one. Even their clip show, like at the end, like of the play.
3: That is such a good episode. It's
0: such a good episode. Like
1: there's still character. Oh, I can. Can we say? Can we say spoiler, or, or spoilers? Are spoilers allowed? If you haven't seen it, last uh, like, the last oh, Airbender. After. It
3: ended like ten years ago. Literally ten years. ago. We are
1: well that. outside of uh, when Zuko's uncle. Oh my god! You know yeah. what episode I'm talking about? Um. When um.
2: Are you saying the song? After and
0: I wrote, yeah. Oh my god, that's I'm getting a little emotional thinking no, about it. No,
2: he wasn't ready. Stop.
0: <laughs> I recently rewatched it um, with my with my partner and um, your partner, my partner, and we were we watched through all of that
1: and all of Cora just like sped through it. Is oh, I love that Sam Baker. But those are my two. So you threw a monkey wrench in my all time list. In my all time <laughs> pick now because that's uh, really. I watched that. I watched that show when it came on, like when it was, yeah, you know, like ju- airing.
3: Oh
1: man, oh, that's so that's good! A good shit okay, I'm done.
3: All right, go. I'm, I'm not currently watching anything. Um, ta- I'm taking su- suggestions for things that I need to watch. So, yeah. if any of y'all out there in the world have things that you want me to watch, tweet them at me at Aaron You're P. Watching Friedman. Big Brother. Yes, I am watching Big Brother, but I would not count reality shows in the same realm as show shows. Jersey Shore is a cultural phenomenon. Ugh.
2: Cabs are here.
3: But I would say that my three all-time favorite shows, one of them is also Avatar the Last Airbender, another one The Office. I've watched it twice in the past year, and I love The Office so much. And the third one is Arrested Development. That's fair. That one I've probably watched five times. But every time you watch it, you pick up something new because of how well they put in recurring jokes throughout the show. They put in jokes from season three in season one that you don't understand yet. I have heard great things about Arrested development. I should watch mm. it. It's really, really funny. But the first watch through is easily the worst because you don't get 90% of the jokes. I was gonna say conversely, the
1: la- um, the last Airbender movie is one of the worst movies of all time, and I was extremely disappointed that I actually paid
3: money to go see it. Never seen it, never will. Please don't. Don't. There is no movie in Boston Se. You have been invited to Lake Loud Guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Um. So my favorite show right now is Game of Thrones because I'm binging it like nobody's dun, dun, business. Dun, 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 dun. I am. I am. What season are you on? I'm on season five right now. I'm sorry. I <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. I hate season 5. Um yes, I'm currently on season 5 and I love it so much and I can't believe I haven't watched it for this long. I've stayed away from spoilers. Surprisingly, I did my best to stay away from spoilers from this past season. Um and usually if there are spoilers, I usually forget what I just read anyway because I don't know <laughs> what it means. Like I'll read something and I'm like, "Oh, cool." And then I forget it. Then <laughs> when I watch I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't see this coming. What? Um, but What episode are you on? Uh, like I just started season five. Gotcha. Like I'm episode one.
3: I actually do have a show that I just recently finished that I'm a really, really big fan of that I'm excited because it comes back on T V and I believe a month, Riverdale. <gasps> Riverdale, I Riverdale is a good so show. Much. I really, really
2: like Riverdale. I, I had Why so the Ginger's many, gotta be crazy though. That's what I don't get. I had so many Yo, pre-
1: they were wild. The blossoms are wild. Hey, I had some preconceived ideas about Riverdale and what it was gonna be before I watched it on Netflix, and I was very wrong. I thought it was gonna be like a really generic, like high school drama-y show, and it turned into a murder mystery, and I was like, well I'm this not- took a turn.
3: <laughs> It's the first show that I've watched since Breaking Bad where I think I know what's going on and then the last five minutes of the episode leave me Speechless. spinning. Shooketh. Yes. In the after, of after every episode, I said, I did not say, but I was thinking, I am shooketh.
1: <laughs> no. Shout out to Cody from Sweet Lake of Cody. Hey, nice bros. I, will, he's I the reason not
3: why spoil he, Riverdale. I refuse to spoil No, Riverdale. don't spoil Riverdale. That's worth watching through. Cole Spress is the reason why I started watching Riverdale because he's one of my faves. Jughead, my boy. Um,
1: And then so my favorite TV show all time would probably – see, that's a hard – I can go top three, I guess. I mean, The Office, which is really generic, but I just – I can pick any episode of The Office and pretty much Every
3: episode that someone says of The Office, I always say great episode. And that's what I think makes it such a good show is there's not one bad episode. Yeah, every every that. every episode has a moment where you're dying laughing. There's some, eh, or there's a quotable moment. There's some eh episode, but I don't think there's ever any bad episodes. There's never any episode of The Office that I'm going to skip. Even Scott's tots, I, can't, I can't, oh my god, I can't, tots. I can't I can't watch can't it again it. because it just
1: makes me like knowing what happens. I just can't. Like I can't have really I have a huge problem with secondhand embarrassment, so I can't do. It. I don't do well with dramatic irony.
3: That episode, (laughs) Jake.
1: Like, like, dramatic irony is my number one enemy in TV shows. When they tell me what's going to happen, but the character doesn't know what's going to happen, I have to pause it or turn it off because I can't deal with it.
3: That episode shows why it's such a great show, in my opinion, because even though it's such a cringeworthy episode and you want to skip that episode, you can't not watch that episode because it's one of the best episodes. All right. Uh
1: it's always sunny in Philadelphia is also in my top 10. I
3: tried getting into that and I I, I couldn't it. get
1: any momentum. I'm just a child and I love the humor on there. It's like it breaks every trope that like every conceivable TV show has because you think they're going to be like you think that over the course of every season or every episode that they're going to be become better people. But they're not. Like they just stay the same crappy people the entire show. <laughs> and it's awful to watch but also amazing. And then I would also put, um, Jesus, I had a, I had a, oh, I really like Heroes. I've heard good things. I watched, uh, it kind of lost momentum with me towards the end, but I will never forget watching it. Like, I watched that with my family when I was in, like, school, when I was still living at home. Um, Wow, that makes me sound like I was homeless at some point during (laughs) high school or something. No, when, (laughs) when I was back home during, like, middle school, high school, I would watch that with my parents uh on monday nights matter of what you got
2: my honorable mention like, I, I i do not have How many I many have i cannot you. point out like a specific one my honorable mention is narcos because it's more historical fiction so it's kind it's based in re, a lot of reality but in terms of like actual shows i mean you've mentioned them both the office and game of thrones they're just incredible shows but actually my number one show of all time is house of cards uh House of Cards is real good. I, w- I haven't been feeling the last couple seasons, but... Even then, I just love the show. I love the premise of it. Uh, Kevin Spacey is a heck of an actor, and he... I don't think there's a better person that could play Frank Underwood's character uh, than him. And Claire Underwood, she's just a wonderful character too. Uh, I I love that show. And the, like all those shows I can get hype about when I hear about it. there's more of it coming out, or... Now The Office is done, but for Game of Thrones, Narcos, and House Cards, when there's a new season out, I get hyped for it. So that's where it puts it in the favorite category for me.
3: Yeah. I have one other show to add to my recent that I watched this past year with my roommate, Scott. Shout out to Scott. Cool dude. We watched the show in about a week. It's eight episodes. It's called 3%. It's kind of similar to The Hunger Games, but different. Uh it's a Portuguese show, or Brazilian show, so it's in Portuguese, but it's dubbed over pretty well in English, and it's a really good dystopian fiction, and it's not that long. And I believe it's coming back in December for a second season, so I highly recommend it.
2: See, my big thing with Narcos is it helps me practice my Spanish because it, tr- it covers the Colombian drug cartel in the 1980s, 1990s, so there's a lot of Spanish in it, so it helps me practice It's good stuff. <laughs> Alright, let's move
0: on to our next question um, from at Audrey Elise. She wants us to talk about what Luke Keekly's doing um, with his um, collar that he's wearing for his concussions, but I also want to expand this conversation a little bit more. Um, So first, about Luke Keekly, he has this collar that he's wearing um, that draws on the technology from woodpeckers because they always bang their heads into stuff. It... It goes around your neck super tight. Well, not super tight, like comfortable, but you know.
1: Yeah. And it's not it, cutting um, off circulation to his brain.
0: It keeps like cerebral fluid up in your um, skull to help cushion it more from concussions. Wow. Um, so it's really cool technology. Um, but the question that I wanted to ask is, would you let your children play football? No.
2: Absolutely not. I'm a no.
1: You see, but at what point does it become... Like, I know it's like. Tackle football. But, like, if the, what if it's like what they love to do? Like, would you say no? Like, could you look well, at your I, kid and well, say no? Well, I think but... that
3: you don't let them start. Because. But what if
1: they tell you, what if they go up to you and say, I want to play football? If they see it and they're like, I want to play football. And let them decide for themselves. If you give them the infor- if you present them the information, you tell them what the risk is, but if they still want to play and they love it, then what, who are you to tell them that they can't do it? I mean, it? kids are dumb. But as they grow older, and if they, they don't have to stick with it, I mean, they're not going to get CTE by getting hit by a 120-pound person in high school. Like, I don't know. I, it would be hard for me to let my child play football.
3: I think that we can't really say for sure whether we would let a, our kid play football or not because we don't have kids. But the way that I think about it is like, if I was my parents and my little brother wanted to play football, would I let him play football? Because, like, when I think about it like that, I would never, ever want to put my brother in harm's way or do something that would put him at risk of being injured other than being beat up by me. (laughs) And, I mean football is a significant risk of that because even if it's 120 pound high schoolers you can still get concussions and one concussion is enough to do permanent brain damage oh no I just it's don't hard
1: think, I don't think
3: also my kids are never gonna play football because they're gonna be in the marching band
2: this is also true <laughs> yeah they're not gonna make varsity what are you talking about yeah, okay
3: I'll let them play golf, I'll let them play basketball, I'll let them play baseball.
1: I've just seen, I've seen the whole controlling parents thing, and I don't think it works. If you want your, I mean, like, I've seen kids want to do things, and their parents, with their own predisposed beliefs, say no, and then end up resenting their parents for it. That's fair. So I just would be cautious about, it's really easy to say that now when you don't have kids, but if you have to look at your kid's face and see the disappointment in their face, you know, like, by telling them, no, you can't do this thing that I know you really want to do. Just keep it in perspective. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's, su- that's super, super fair. Especially if they're good at it. What do you do then? Oh man. Yeah. Anyway,
3: oh, that, <laughs> that, no. that
1: jeez. Uh,
3: I mean, obviously, it's, um, obviously, it's not an easy conversation to have. But I think that any good parent isn't gonna. Well, I, I don't want. Don't, don't. I don't. I don't, 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 don't want to make any sweeping statements, yes. but. Most parents don't want to put their child in harm's way. Correct. And obviously some parents see football as a bigger risk than others, and I just don't think it's worth the risk, of, But especially with the probability of your child being a professional, a professional football player because I think if they are good enough to be a professional football player, they're likely a good enough athlete to play professionally at some other sport. And obviously, they wouldn't necessarily like it as much as football. But I would never, ever want to put my kid out there where they could be getting significant brain damage. I can
1: see both sides, but I'm just saying that's. I, too, I, I didn't. I didn't yeah, want this I to become football is bad. Never let your kids do anything they want I, to I'm do. I'm not <laughs> saying
3: football is bad. It's just. Especially by the time we likely ha- we have kids, football will likely not be the game we recognize. It I think to be I, already now. S- I
1: think I already said that. I don't think I don't know if I said it on this podcast. I don't think football will be a thing in like. I think years. football
3: has a very limited lifespan because the more and more
2: we learn about CTE, the more we learn about brains, the more we learn about concussions. Like, and this is an actual real issue. Like. Yeah. this is like factual stuff that they're coming up that this is a real thing it is causing a lot of problems for players and it's just now starting to show up uh and arguably it's been something that's tried to been hide for several years hidden from yeah, hidden the public there. view uh and i don't i don't know if it's going to last so i i'll revise mine to saying i'm not going to do a single thing to encourage them to play if they that's fair it's going to have to be them <laughs> coming up and saying I don't want to do anything else other than play football before it actually becomes a decision. Other f- Before that point. I feel like there will always be people willing to
1: put themselves, themselves their bodies on the line for... The for love it. of the game. Not even just the love of the game, but you got some of these people that come up from nothing, and this is how they feed yeah. their kids, man. This is how yeah. they pay for their house. This is how they, pay, they feed their kids, and this is the one thing that they're good at, and they this is what they make their money off of, and they're trying to set up their family for the rest of their lives. So it's like... It's a very big impact (laughs) on people. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to go from this topic to an
0: equally serious topic um, from Carla Bratshaw at Carla underscore B22. um, Fries or tater tots?
1: Depends.
3: I like this question. I'm not as upset about this. Well, I am (laughs) going to be equally as upset about this one, but it will not linger on.
0: I think it's... mm, Okay. I
3: think think there's one
0: clear answer. Take the best French fry, any cut, in the best tater tot.
3: Give me a fry any day. I
0: want the tater tot. Really? Yeah. No. Wow.
1: Yeah. I didn't expect I, that. <laughs> that went completely 180. <laughs> I want the to tater tot, man. I like potatoes. It's all potatoes. <laughs> what
0: do you mean you like potatoes? It's, it's more potato
3: Expounding on that question, what's your favorite type of potato, like prepared potato? It can be any type. Tot. Mashed. Steak. Fry
1: steak
2: potatoes <laughs> steak fries i like mashed potatoes I, w- I was thinking, i wasn't thinking about potatoes like i thought it was more fries <laughs> so i was like just doing like the blank in before in front of it
3: i am between waffle fries and home fries home fries are real good home fries are really really good but to get back
1: on the question i feel like if i if i thought about the best tater tot i've ever had and the best fry
2: i've ever had i would pick the fry Oh yeah, I've had plenty more good fries than I've had good tater tots. Sonic
1: tater tots are fantastic.
2: That's I think Sonic and, in my opinion, Chick fil A tater tots are like the only exception. Over so waffle we'll, fries? No, no. I'm just saying the only like those are the only really good tater tots that I've Chick-fil-A ever had. Chick fil A tater tots?
1: I don't. I've never heard
3: of this. I think he
2: means the hash browns. Oh, like oh the, or the little, hash browns. The hash browns oh, are right, tater uh, tots. Right, right, right. right. But it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's no, the no, same no, no, thing. Okay. I understand now. I understand. I got you. And so oh, okay, yeah. But no, still there's McDonald's fries. There's Bojangles fries.
0: Oh, Bojangles boat rounds.
1: Uh, Cajun fries.
0: I don't cookout. like
2: onions, so sorry. Uh, five guys there, fries. Five guys fries, cookout fries. Not really much in the tater tots for me.
3: I agree. I'm not going your... to say no to tater tots, but if you're giving me a choice between fries and tots, 9.99 times out of 10, I'm going to choose fries. Exactly. What, what's your favorite tot that you've had that makes you
1: feel this way, Satan? <laughs>
0: Honestly, our dining calls have very solid tater tots. They do have solid
1: tater tots. They're up
2: there. I do solid like those. They're pretty good. In a pinch, I would take the tater tots. But like on Fridays when they have sweet potato fries, because I'm not a big fan of sweet. Potato I was fries. I was just about to say that. I was going to throw this opinion out
1: there. Sweet potato fries are the worst thing. in They existence. are trash. I, trash. I
3: love sweet potato. Well, so I so like sweet totally. potatoes. I don't say I love sweet potatoes. Oh, I was
1: going to go after avocados before. <laughs>
3: what? How do you <laughs> feel about
1: sweet potato fries?
3: Uh, eh. no strong opinion okay
1: i think they're trash like see, I, honestly agree. Know, I agree chips are terrible okay i can also see that yeah
3: what about do you guys prefer hash browns or cause home because we're already over do an you hour pre- <laughs> <do you> pre- <laughs> are we one, one yeah. last question <laughs> hash browns or home fries?
2: home fries home fries home, home
3: fries i agree hash browns are trash in comparison
2: it's just—it's um, not that. It's just way too thin for me. Like I hate having to like fork through it, and then like it's just all shredded. Yeah. Whereas home fries, you just stick your fork right into it, and it's all good. I am known among crunch. my
3: friends whenever I have home fries. I try and get as many as possible on one fork. So I, I get like I get this. like I get like twenty home fries in one bite, and it is awesome.
0: That sounds like a choking hazard. It's all a right, hom- it's a home
3: fry explosion. <laughs> Speaking of
0: choking hazard, um, what did you shove down your? Uh, shove in your mouth this week for a trivia
3: <laughs> This week
0: I had No regrets <laughs> Did you really just phrase it like No that? regrets
3: This week I had a chicken mini burrito from Cosmic Cantina It was pretty good Whose it's idea was that? It was Mav's idea
0: mm-hmm. That was the like, How did we do trivia this week? Huh? We won a round We won another round
3: So we did well
0: yeah, I think we beat the trumpets again.
2: We did beat oh, them. We have challengers. We also hey, beat
3: the new percussion section. Did
2: we? No, they did. It was only they only. they You said that you thought they were 46. They only got 26. Oh. Uh, Noah told me they got 26.
1: Is it just band kids at this <laughs> trivia night? It is a lot. It's yes. heavy band kids. It's a lot of band Jesus. kids. And
2: alumni. DJ alumni. often yeah. comes. Really, Lester? Uh,
1: Shout out to DJ if you're listening. Brad Dunnigan
2: comes. Shout out to Brad. Brad, you still owe me a picture. <laughs> Brad. Uh, so like, it's band and like alumni alike. But there's a lot of... Non-ban people, too. Yeah. Hmm. It's I'd right say it's at
3: least half banned people. Mm-hmm. Good. All
0: right. Weekly trivia question.
3: All right. Our trivia question this week. In it's not golf, the one on the
0: outline. That's wrong.
3: No, that is. I put it in there. Oh, true. You okay. are fake oh, you're news. you the
0: one from last week. Oh, it gone.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I already know it. It's fine. So, in golf, one under is called a birdie. Two under is called a par. We're going to stay away from three under because that's controversial. What, what is the elusive four under par in golf called? If you know the answer, tweet at us at NeverMadePod, and if you are the first person to answer correctly, you will get a shout-out on next week's podcast and a firm handshake from Mav. If we see you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, anything else before we wrap up?
2: My handshakes are just as elusive about this four under par term so far.
1: I repeat. Anything else? Uh, I go into a middle school tomorrow at seven thirty a.m. to help teach little kiddies. I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> Just. What do you teach? Good uh, jazz, jazz in the morning. Then oh it's no, jazz in the morning and then middle school jazz. Let me say that one more. Middle school jazz musicians. I was a middle school jazz musician. We were terrible.
2: I know our band was do that. I was no. a jazz band in middle school. They'll
1: be okay. Um, middle school jazz, eighth grade. uh little April band. in Paris? Huh? A little April in Paris? I don't know. I didn't do jazz. <laughs> uh, and then I think I get the tail end of, I think, the seventh grade band, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I have to go in and teach things. And Heck, yeah. Very excited. Middle school. Anybody else?
0: Going once? Going all right. So if you yeah. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can find us at nevermadevarsity.podient.co We will have bios up on our website soon, so you can get to know more of us. Um, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us a rating on iTunes, five stars. You can say whatever you want. We don't care. Call us terrible. I really don't care. Just give us those that sweet five stars. That sweet five stars. Um, anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Add us, though. Add us, though. Yeah, don't quote tweet us,
3: Michael. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to, if, shout if you want to sponsor us, please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. We shout out. will be happy to read whatever you want us to read as long as you pay us. Shout out to Jake for the music, as always. always, oh, as always. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.